0: Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to Veritas. Hello. Welcome to Valentine's. Thanks for clapping. spending your Valentine's Day with us. You know <laughs> there's so many things you guys could be doing and you're here with us and that's so fun. We're um, obviously doing things a little bit differently tonight. Typically, um, we don't set up Katie on a date at the very beginning of Veritas, but you know, We try new things. things. Yeah, we like to try new things. Um, (laughs) Obviously, um, yes, today's Valentine's Day, and so we couldn't avoid the topic of relationships. Um, But we wanted to kind of fit it in with, like, our theme of this semester so far. If you've been around on Tuesday nights, you know we've been talking about this theme of identity and specifically, like, what kinds of things we put our identity in, whether that's, like, people's opinions of us whether that's the kind of things we do, whether that's our success. Um, We like to put our identity in all sorts of things, and I think one of those things sometimes can be in our relationship statuses. So, kind of whether you're dating or wish you were dating somebody, whether we're single, have found ourselves in some sort of situationship, whether we're talking to somebody, whether we're married or engaged. Um, I know there's some of you out there, Um, kind of wherever you're at, I think it can be tempting to put our identity, kind of like define ourselves by our relationship status and by, um, yeah, like whether or not we're into our relationship status or not at the time. So, um, hopefully that makes sense. We're going to introduce ourselves. Obviously there's four of us up here and we are all on Veritas staff. So some of us may look familiar, some of us maybe not. Um, but I'll just kind of start and we'll introduce ourselves and just give a little bit about like our own relationship statuses. And can
1: you define situationship?
0: Yeah, for sure. That's kind of the thing, Davis, is is you can't define define (laughs) a situationship.
1: Oh, okay, it's inherently (laughs) doesn't have a definition. That's indecisely. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, you get it. it. Sounds really clear. Glad you get it. Um, Okay, so I'm Christina. Um, I've been on staff with Veritas a little over two years now, um, and my relationship status currently. I'm married. Currently. Um, oh, I thought that, that a a the picture right. just went up there of me, and I was like, wait, what? It's me. It's a video of it me. It's just, <laughs> just you. I'm um, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, married. Parker and I got married a little bit over a year ago. We actually met on a Veritas Greek Jamaica trip, which is kind of fun. Um, and we dated through college and then got engaged and married shortly after. Um, but kind of before Parker, I was like pretty involved in the dating scene, Like, really wanted to be somebody to someone, honestly. And so I um, dated around in college, probably dated some people I shouldn't have dated to be completely honest. Um, but I think a lot of that was just cause yeah, I wanted to feel like loved by somebody. And I think I kind of used it to cope with some insecurities sometimes. So we can just like go down the line. You guys can give your own little, you know, bit about who you are.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Uh, so my name's Cole. Uh, I'm on staff. Thank you for the one clap. Love it. <laughs> uh, That's a fan of Cole. Wow. Wow. That was planned. Uh, I paid all of them to do that. Uh, no, but so my name is Cole. I've been on staff with Veritas for the last uh, four years. Um, it's been a blast. And so I'm married. I've been married to my wife, Taylor, uh, for almost four years in May. And it's been a huge blessing, a huge thing. Uh, but that wasn't obviously, I wish I could say, I only dated my wife and we got married. But even before that, I dated Christians, non-Christians. And I think uh, I learned a lot about... Uh, Myself in those processes, and I think that's what dating is great for. But I think obviously I learned a lot about Jesus too, and what He means to me, and all that stuff too. And so I'm gonna have a short intro, but yeah.
3: Oh, that's good. I can go. Hey, I'm Alex Gray. Um, this I'm probably coming up on like eight years on staff, I think. Um, so, a bit of my story. Uh, I became a Christian uh, freshman year of college. So dated uh, before that, but you know it was kind of a different perspective for me. Um, for sure, didn't have the same lens, I guess you want to say. Uh, and then, becoming a Christian, um, and, and the last, I would say, like 10, 12-ish years of my life, uh, I did it a little bit in college, a little bit after, but for the most part, uh, I have been single through that time. So, not married now, um, and I'm just going to kind of speak out of that perspective uh, throughout the evening. So. yeah.
1: Hey, I'm Davis. Uh, I have been with my wife for nine years now. Um, We've not been married the whole time. Um, we you would have been married at what, like 14? How old are <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah, I'm 25. so Really um, early marriage. If you do legal. the math, that means we met when I was 16. Uh, driving age in Indiana, which is where we're from, uh, is 16 and a half. So she drove so us to our first couple dates. Um, she must have really liked you. That's, but yeah, we met. Nuts. I was like sort of a Christian before that. Uh, we met on the swim team, and I found out she was going to youth group, and I was like, mm, I could be a Christian. Like, <laughs> just going to tag so along. So you were here right now, uh, it's fine.
2: We're glad you worked
1: out. Yeah, it really did. So she came to Mizzou. She's older than me. I followed her, um, and we've been married for four years now. Um, but in December, we'll have been together for a decade, which Congrats. is That's crazy. Huge. That's like more than a third of my life. So, yeah, really weird. Some cool. great math from Davis tonight. Cool, but weird, yeah.
0: Yeah, lots of math. It's really good. Um, okay, so hopefully that kind of gives you, like, a little bit of just kind of who we are. And so when we're sharing, we're kind of sharing out of our different experiences. Um, but like I said, we're going to be talking about, like, how sometimes we let our relationship status define us. And, like, on, what we mean by that mm-hmm. is, like, sometimes we make it, like, the most important thing about us. Like, we live as if, like, I am dating so-and-so is who I am. You know? Like, that is, mm-hmm. that becomes, Core to who yeah, you like, are, essential to, like, my being. That's what identity is. So, we're going to talk about that, so why don't we just get started, like, why do we do that? What's the big deal with, like, mm-hmm. our relationship status? Like, why are we so tempted to make that so essential to who we are?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the question of, of why are we is kind of backwards, because, like, I think the real question would be, like, why wouldn't we be? Hmm. I think, like, dating is genuinely everywhere all the time. Uh, I mean, like, even just think about it in terms of, like, the media that we consume, You've got all those clips that were up there that we showed, uh, which by the way, when we were doing a, a run through of that earlier, Cole knew like all of the words.
3: Cole, Could recite like it back genuinely to like was
2: just saying it before it came
1: up, which was cool. I was Good not for prepared you. for this.
2: Uh, only <laughs> yeah, some of that is true.
1: That?
0: <laughs> a lot of that is true.
2: Uh, there's a time in my life where I watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, there you go. I didn't think I was going to say that tonight. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Confessions. That, that in here forever. That's on that camera, that camera. No uh, to it. Uh,
3: we can move on if you want to. It's but a,
2: yeah, it's been a fun four years on staff.
1: It's good. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's, it's like all over the movies we watch, it's all over the TVs we watch, I mean, it's all over the music we listen to. Like, I don't know, Drake, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Justin Bieber. Like, they're mostly singing about love, like relationships, people they're hooking up with, people they wish they were hooking up with how the hookups went, how the relationship went, how the breakup went, like. How mad they are about the breakup. <laughs> how mad they are about the breakup, Taylor Swift. Um, it feels, it feels no, unfair. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, You've lost I mean, half like, the it's, room. It's, it's, I did, weird. I'm sorry. But like it's genuinely everywhere. And like, I think particularly in college, like everybody's talking about it all of the time.
0: Like, I mean, we just did a dating game show, so I mean, I guess we're kind of talking about it too.
1: Yeah, so I guess <laughs> like, maybe we're part <laughs> of the problem. Yeah. But like, I mean, how do you not, like. It is feels to be one of the most important things in life because it seems like it's just like in front of us 24-7. And so I think in college, like a, a time where you are trying to figure out like who you are and what you're doing in life and like where you're headed and who you're trying to become, like to just hear like relationship, 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 sex, 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 like all the time, like it is it's not surprising to me that like we would end up trying to find an identity in that of like, whether that be uh, my identity is my singleness, my identity is, like, the person I'm dating or who I wish I was dating, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not shocking Yeah, because
0: you come to college and it's almost like college is packaged as, like, this is the time you're going to figure out who you are, get your, you know, job right up, you're going to get your first job, and also, like, find your spouse and also, like, figure out, you know, where you're going to spend the rest of your life with them. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a part of what you're supposed to do in college. Totally.
3: I, I, like, specifically remember my senior year, and in a span of, like, I'm not kidding, like, seven months, my five closest girlfriends got engaged, like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, we had some party after party of like, yay. Right. But I remember thinking like, wait a second. Like, I think I'm missing the boat. I think I'm a little bit behind on this because this is clearly the time that this is supposed to be happening. And what does it say that it's not for me or for other people when it's like clearly all around? Mm -hmm. It's wild.
1: Yeah. And like, I mean, Valentine's day, like you're going to end up talking about it. It's going to be what people want to know. But like, I found it difficult even just like being in a relationship through all of college to like go any amount of time without being asked like Mm -hmm. how's your how's your relationship going Mm -hmm. like it kind of became the thing that people asked me about and like it became my default question for people like either because I knew they were in a relationship and so I was like how's it going like that just kind of became the first thing I asked or if they weren't it was like hey how's singleness going like it just became like The defining thing I mean
3: we we probably still do it like I ask my friends about their marriage and you know like they're asking are you dating anyone like it's just kind of one of the first questions that pops up
1: yeah and I mean like whether that's like friends or or family like I think I, I think I talk about my marriage more than like most other things And like that's it's a big deal like
0: yeah I was thinking about like going home on like Thanksgiving break to go see family and it's like all the elderly relatives like Take it upon themselves to interview you about your dating life. Like, been talking to any boys? You, like, can you meet anybody yet? Have any, you know, Facebook profiles I can stalk? You're like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> Please leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, I mean,
2: I would like go home and uh, my grandma would have like a wall of pictures of the person I was dating. Like, with that? and like, oh my. Even girls who like didn't That's work really out, they'd still be hear. up there. And I was like, I don't know what this, is, what's going on, but like, it was clearly like. It really, really important to her. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, grandma. Like, you know, uh, but like, stuff like that where we're just no like. Pressure. like I was no like, pressure. So I have other friends and other things going on in my life. Like, but they were just like, there's something that's very, very like, you're just attached to that idea and like, mm-hmm. just how much it's talked about, raised in our culture. Yeah. I think you just used the word pressure, which I think is the right
1: word. Like, there is pressure around dating in college. And, and like, part of it, I think, is that we get thrown into this pool of like, 30,000-something people. And so it's just like the question is constantly there of like, well, is the next person I meet going to be the person for me? Mm -hmm. Like, is now the time? Am I ready? Is the next person going to be it? And like while we're looking for an identity, like people come along and are like, hey, I like you. I want to spend time with you. And so I think it becomes really easy to start to like find our identity in who we're dating because I think maybe a little bit more under the surface, like there is, I think, a desire to be – desired, like a desire to be, like, wanted and chosen, mm-hmm. and so I think that's part of where we start to find this identity in, in who we're dating is, or our relationship status is because, like, we want to be chosen. We want to be wanted by somebody. Like, I think Valentine's Day can be a hard day for that.
3: For sure. We want to know that we are, like, worthy of love, like, and that yeah. validation is important. Like, it, it feels very core, like you mentioned, to, to who we are,
0: yeah, and I feel like it can almost, like, cover up for, like, a lack of confidence. I don't know. I feel like that was for me. Like, I had, like, a lack of confidence in who I was. But when I was dating somebody who would tell me that, like, you know, I'm great or whatever I wanted them to tell me, like, that helped with my, like, insecurities. And, like, it helped me, like, figure mm-hmm. out who I am. So, I'm like, okay, I know who I am to you. And so, like, I can, <laughs> now I know who I am, which is bad.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I remember any time that there was, like, a, a question in my mind of, like, who am I? What am I doing? What am I worth? Like, it was so easy to just turn to, like, well, I've got this person, and, like, you know, we're going on, like, a couple years together, and, like, she's not left yet, so, like, surely I must have some value to somebody. Like, I remember the journalism career fair was, like, truly one of the worst experiences for me in college. Like, just that process of, like, going around and basically, like, selling yourself to somebody for a minute, and knowing that, like, a hundred other people just did the same thing, and, like, Nobody who actually, like, cares about who you are. Yeah, like, so
0: much opportunity for rejection. Oh,
1: it was awful. And, like, I was down just bad after that. And, like, truly, like, the only solace I found was, like, knowing that, like, I still had somebody who wanted me. And, like, I think I started to notice a pattern of, like, turning to her every time that I felt insecure or unwanted.
3: Yeah, and I think that happens for sure. In like, okay, I have a person. I, I'm looking to that person to like validate me. But I've also experienced that on the flip side in singleness, in terms of okay, I don't have a person, but maybe maybe singleness can be my identity. Mm. Maybe I can make that like my worth and my validation. I, I'm worthy of like being on my own, and you know. So I think we we find it in other people for sure, but I think we can easily flip that in singleness. Uh, to this like idea that no we're okay like I'm okay like and there's pride in that but Mm -hmm. but I think there can be like the same amount of of finding an identity and worth in singleness as there can be in I'm searching for that in someone else Mm -hmm. yeah definitely goes both ways I feel like we're
0: going off on this trail of like okay different examples from our own lives like I'm curious like how do we know when we're doing this? Because honestly, when I was, like, in relationships in college and seasons of singleness and dating and mm-hmm. off and on, like, I don't think I really recognized when I was making, like, this my identity. Like, I don't know. Th- I don't think I could, like, maybe put a finger on, like, when I was using this to define myself. Yeah, so, yeah like sneaky. Yeah. So, like, what does this, like, look like in your lives or, like, could this look like? Like, what are the, like, mm, red flags feels dramatic, but, like. Red flags of, like, maybe we're doing this. Warning signs. Yeah, warning
2: signs. That feels better than red flags. That's a great question. Uh, I have no idea. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm thinking through, uh, you know, if, if someone, if you're single in the room, right, there's almost this concept of, like, it's, like, top of mind awareness, right, with, like, almost like brand awareness. Like, the first thing you think about is, okay, I'm, I'm single, and so that's what I'm living out of. Like, I'm single, so I'm look, just looking for the next person. I'm always talking to my friends about relationships. Like, even thinking about when I was in Veritas. Uh, just, like, the first thing my friends and I would talk about when we got to small group was girls. Shocking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if that breaks down a wall for you, sorry. Uh sorry. But, like, it's just such an easy thing to go to. Dave was saying this earlier, but, like, it's almost like just the first thing you think about, the first thing you talk about. And mm-hmm. so, like, that became more and more of your identity because, like, the things you say, the things you think through, the thought time you spend on that just ends up shaping you.
0: Yeah. So, if you're constantly talking about, like, who you're dating or not dating, it's probably a good sign that you're, like, making this, like, maybe too essential to who you are.
3: Or even if it's just, like, running through your brain, like, I'll throw myself under the bus. Like, I remember when I was in college, like, I would get to Veritas and be like, okay, I'm here to worship. Like, I'm here to be with Jesus. And then totally subconsciously my brain would be like, but who is that? Or like, (laughs) I don't recognize that person. Or like, (laughs) how do I look right now? And it just, like, kind of infiltrates every thought that I feel like I would have totally, like, uh, unintentionally a lot of times.
2: For sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, kind of bridging the gap and then thinking about, like, if you're in a relationship, if you're dating someone, there's also the idea of just, like, codependence, like, just kind of walking through how much of my mood is dependent on this person? How much of my joy, my happiness, my peace, my contentment hmm. is based on a single person? And, like, they're not built to have that weight, right? And I, but I think that we accidentally say, like, like it, when I was dating, like, you could tell how my girlfriend and I were doing just be, just based on how I was that day. Like, if Cole was, like, historically down bad and, mm. like, just in an awful mood, like, you could tell he's, like, oh, yeah, because him and insert girl's name was just in, like, a really bad place that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not good. I don't know what you guys would say on that, but I, I would say, say probably not, not good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm married now, so it's fine. No, it's hard, good. though, because,
0: like, when you're, like, not getting validation from someone that you, like, really love or want to, like, love you, like, it's hard when you feel like you're in conflict or in an argument where, like, they're not validating you in the way you want to be validated by them. Like, that sucks, because that, especially when you've put your identity in them, it's like, yeah, yeah of course it's going to, like, ruin your mood. But I do think it's a good sign that maybe...
1: Yeah, but that's good, because, like, you guys don't argue anymore.
2: Like, yeah, you found no, somebody sorry, that, like, you I'm never fight with. Married so, like, so, How do
3: you um, do that? That's really <laughs> cool, you guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't reveal my secrets. It's, uh, it's too confidential. now, King. am kidding. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we for sure argue in marriage. Again, <laughs> wall shattering. Everyone's so shocked. Um, but no, I think another way that, I don't know, transition from that, uh, another way that I'm thinking about the idea of uh, just symptoms that you see, I think a big one is that people settle on character. So not settle on looks, stuff like that. But, like, just thinking through that, you know, we settle on character. And, like, what that is defined as is basically uh, I don't really care who this person is. I don't care the, the core of who they are. Hmm. But I care if they can validate me and affirm me. And so we sacrifice yep. morals. We compromise all these things. Um, it could be someone if you're a believer and you're being a non-believer, right? There's that concept of like, well I don't really care what they believe, I don't really care what they think as long as they affirm me, they give me affection to show me love.
1: Mm, so like the, the desire for somebody to give us an identity because like we're looking for that so desperately that like if somebody comes along and validates me, it's like I actually, I care, but like the thing I care most about is keeping them around. And so whatever kind of influence they are on me Uh, Whatever they're asking me to do, like, uh, I maybe don't want to do that thing, but, like, I I want to keep them (laughs) near me. Like, I want somebody to keep choosing me, and, like, if it's not this person, like, who next? Like, I think that Mm -hmm. fear can even be a motivator of, like, if I'm afraid that, like, I'm going to lose this person, and, like, if I can't, like, grapple with the thought that, like, they might not be in my life anymore, like, that feels like maybe another red flag is... I'm so
2: dependent on this person that, like, I can't stomach the thought of, like, letting them go.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think that just reveals uh, what you really care about, right, what you really want, and I think it's clear that if that's the case, then you are saying, I care about this more, per- more this person more than anything else, more than Jesus, more than my friends, more than anything else. I think that's kind of a really easy way to see Or that. what they offer me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so it's, like, I feel loved by this person, or just even just, like, the feeling of being chosen, being wanted, like, we've been talking about, like, Lot, we're willing to sacrifice a lot to get that emotion, a lot to get that feeling, and I think we see that a lot in dating.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, and like if we're willing to change who we are, our own identity, as yeah, like people who follow Jesus or yeah, our own moral like compass and things like that. Like if we're willing to compromise that for somebody, I definitely think that's like a big clue that like Absolutely. something might be up. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But I don't know. I'm thinking about this. I'm like it. It's just so hard because like we obviously all want like relationships. They're just like really messy. But I think it's like, I don't know, it's just I'm wrestling with this because we're created for relationships. Like, we have this natural desire to, like, want other people to love us and, like, want other people to validate us. Yeah, it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Because we, like, we're literally designed by God to be in relationship, both romantic and not with other people. Mm -hmm. Like, we look at the very first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2. Like, God creates the entire world, the plants, the animals, all the things, and then he creates man in chapter 2, verse 18, I think. And um, he he creates man, and then he looks at man, and he says it's not good for him to be alone. Mm -hmm. And then he creates woman to be, like, a companion and a partner for him. And so, like, in the literal creation of the world and the creation of humans, (laughs) God is saying, like, you can't be alone. Like, you need people. Mm -hmm. It's the way we're,
3: like, legitimately wired. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like, it's not, like, a problem to want a relationship.
3: Which is probably worth saying. Like, we are not up here to say, like, all right, let's just, like... Do it on our own. Yeah, figure out how to not need relationships. Like, it's actually the way we are wired and designed. And so we probably should just put out there, like, no, it is not only normal, but a good desire. Like, it's actually built within us to to want relationship. I think, obviously, the, the issue is that if we are human, we know that, like, that doesn't always work. That relationships get, like, pretty messy. And you're talking about the creation of everything and you know we're in chapter two where it's not good for man to be alone but literally the next chapter sin enters the world and so then relationships get distorted and relationships get hard and we see that in the bible like constantly right people are just absolutely awful to each other but honestly we see that in our life too <laughs> like
1: in relationships like. in
3: relationships you know like people let us down people leave us people actually say hurtful things and like are unkind and violent i mean we just see it all over the place that that relationships are not going to be enough because Mm -hmm. they just they they are just distorted by sin
1: yeah i I find it ironic that like uh we are looking to romantic relationships to be the thing that like is going to come along and like fulfill and fix and, like, ultimately satisfy us because, like, I mean, going on nine years now, like, the more that I have gotten to know Emily, the harder things have gotten. Like, there are things that she knows about me and that I know about her that, like, I couldn't have have imagined knowing year one that, like, are messy and, like, beautiful. Like, it's awesome. I, I love it. There's so many amazing things that we've learned, but, like, the more time you spend around somebody, the more that you're going to see that person's, like, broken. Yeah,
0: yes. like being in a relationship with a messy, broken, sinful person and then yeah. being a messy, broken, sinful person it doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't work well all Turns the out time. Turns out that does
1: it, it's not like a negative and a negative make a positive. <laughs> like, that's not really the math. Not of,
0: the math? Does that happen? It's the I don't science, know why I'm the though. math
1: guy.
2: All of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're watching this later, well, if you're perfect. Don't <laughs> listen to them. You're awesome. Um, she's not going to watch this at all. But so. I, think,
3: I think you're right. Like I think the tension that we get stuck in is like we are made for this. This is innate in us and yet they are going to let us down they're never going to be enough like relationships on this earth will not satisfy us and so I think people get stuck in this like either this cycle of like okay I thought this person was going to be it for me and they're not because they you know fell short in some way so I got to put this person aside and I got to go find my identity in someone else I've got to look to someone else to be loved and chosen and known Or I think another thing that we end up doing, which honestly, I'll be really honest, has been like more of a temptation for me is to just wall off, like to just become kind of guarded and say, all right, maybe that person isn't out there. And so whatever, like, I don't need that. Like, JK, see you later. I'm Mm. fine on my own and I'm done with this. I'm done looking for it. Um, I can can do this truly on my own.
1: Yeah, so to like push back on that, like, Genesis two, like, it is not good to be alone, but to say, like, dating's been messy, and, like, it's actually easier for me to just find my identity and like, whoever I want to be. And, yeah. Like, I can just kind of go and find that on my own, and, like, nobody gets to have a say.
3: Yeah, to self-protect by saying, like, I don't need somebody else to, like, tell me who I am because that's just going to hurt, and so, you know, forget that. But I think, like, the, the bummer is when we get stuck in that, we're missing out on this, like, really good news, honestly, mm-hmm. which you know, we're talking about what it says in the Bible about relationships, and the good news is that, like, it is actually okay for us. It's it's actually a good thing for us to find our identity in someone in a relationship. It's just not a human relationship, mm-hmm. but there is a right relationship to to put our identity in, and, you know, it's Jesus. Like, it, it literally says in the Bible, like, this is where we are found, and so, I don't know. Example, personally, I, I've just been in John 15, lately, because um, I, I just need it sometimes. And it's talking about uh, just how Jesus is the vine, if you know this metaphor, we're the branches and how we have to be connected to him. And verse 9 just has been sticking out to me lately. And it's, it's the one where I'm paraphrasing for sure, but it's talking <laughs> about uh, as the Father loves Jesus, which is perfectly and steadfastly and, and never falls short, it doesn't wither or fade or any of that. That's the way Jesus loves us. Is what it says in that verse. and, it's like and all the it, ways
1: different from human relationships.
3: Oh, I mean like completely different. Just just absolutely perfect and constant and like in a way that will not go anywhere. And it, it says abide in that. Like all we, abide is this word that just means like sit in it, rest in it, like remain in that. And that's hmm. literally all we have to do with this love that we already have in Jesus which is amazing
0: yeah which like is so different than the way we try to like earn other people's love and like just like desperately like try to be someone we're not like Mm -hmm. for someone to love us for someone to approve of us like so many human relationships like even really good relationships can sometimes be kind of transactional and kind of like just really hard to navigate and God's love is yet nothing like that like it's nothing we're doing yeah or earning
1: well because that's like I mean just to be honest like I feel like I had this expectation pre-marriage that like, things were messy at times, but like, we were figuring it out, and, then, and we were figuring it out for marriage. So that like, once we got married, like, things were going to be good. And I guess I wasn't listening to anybody who had ever been married, because uh, I don't think anybody ever told me that.
0: No nah, no one's ever said that. Like, that's not <laughs> how
1: it works. Like, I mean, I still have all sorts of, of insecurities that like, having a wife has not solved and like continually like go back to Emily to say like, okay, but like for real, like you really wanna be here still? And like me and like, okay, yeah, you said that yesterday, but like today I went and did this thing, like it, is it still real? Like there's just this constant like mm-hmm. questioning because like it is not like, for the covenant we have made each other, like we are still sinful, broken people and like it will not like
3: You won't satisfy fulfill me, yeah. It can't, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, I think when we really take a second and think about what Jesus' love, like, the the love that he offers us, I think when we really get down to it, it's, like, this is what we've been looking for. Like, this is literally what my soul has been, like, made Mm. for and longs for and chases all the time. And I think I forget really, really quickly that I literally already have this identity. Like, it is, like so secure it is already there and all I have to do is live into it all I have to do is like sit and abide in it which is like really beautiful yeah
0: and like no matter where you're at and your relationship status like no matter what phase of life you're in like Jesus's love is enough has always been enough will always be enough like for each and every one of us like we don't need someone else to like make us whole or to make us feel complete. Like we have everything we need in the love that Jesus has for us. And and that is so sweet to be able to rest in that. And it's hard to like even wrap our heads around that because we can't see that kind of love like in our human relationships. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
3: Yeah, I think about like that dependency language too of you know, Cole, you were talking about yeah. like okay. When we depend on someone else in a way that is disordered, or just like trying to find our identity in that, like of course that's gonna fail us. Of course that will just like honestly cause us to tailspin. But we're literally told to be the the branches on a vine that like give us life and thriving and sustenance, and and we get to depend on that. Like we actually Mm. get to depend on Jesus' love in a way that. That is so different and and so like secure. I don't know. I keep coming back to that word secure. Yeah, and like yeah. Jesus can actually handle
0: like all yeah. of our mess in a way that people can't. Like He's mm. actually dependable. Like Parker can't handle all of me all the time. Like all That's my emotions and can? all my feelings. <laughs> None and, like,
1: of us can. No man. can. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Just set myself up right there. We, we can say that we're really close um, friends. It's no, fine. but seriously, like God can. Like He knows our hearts so intimately and like so deeply that He can handle. All of our emotions, all of our thoughts, like all of our fears, all at the same time, and like He already knows us Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, yeah, your most intimate human relationship, you can't be known as much as you're known in your relationship with God. So that dependence, yeah, like it's He can actually, He's actually dependable.
1: Yeah. Can can I be that guy for a second, though? Because I (laughs) I feel like, like that all sounds so awesome, and like I think there's like a genuine part of my heart that, like, as I'm hearing you describe just like the steadfastness and like the fulfillment and uh like the dependency like that's so beautiful and like I I want that and like I've I've been following Jesus for a long time now like the majority of my relationship with Emily like I would say like I am following Jesus but like so I've, I've known that to be true but like it definitely has not always felt that way so like
3: yeah it's an easy I, thing to believe intellectually mm-hmm. The, the play out of that for sure is different. Yeah. Harder. So but day like day if day. we're
1: talking about like finding our uh identity and something beyond just like our relationship status with other people, like what does it actually change to have our relationship status be in like Jesus? Yeah, like, like what should
3: this look like? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you guys have thoughts?
2: I have nothing, no. Uh I've heard that twice. No, I, I think that I think that I've been thinking through is uh, I think it's really easy for us to get lost in the relationship status stuff because we're so often not in in our in the Bible praying and reflecting on who God actually is. I think it's so easy to get lost in this stuff because where else am I going to go? But, I, you know, whenever I see in my marriage, I'm really relying on my wife probably in an unhealthy way that we're talking about, right? Like, it's because I haven't been in the Bible. I haven't been reflecting on who God is and what he's done for me and what he means to me. And so, like, if I have a practical thing that, like, what this actually looks like is, I'm at my best when I have my priorities straight, when I have Jesus above everything else. And then the outflow of that, like, I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen is, man, I really have to have my priorities straight so that I can go out. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. I mean, you see it throughout the Bible, right? You see it all the way back to Israelites when, you know, God literally parted the Red Sea. And then the next day, it basically, Israelites were like, okay, where's God at? What is he doing for me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a day in, day out reflection Yeah, and, thing. and
0: we can, like, go back to God's word to actually, like, learn about who we are. Like, yeah. we can define ourselves based on God's word. And so, like, literally going back, like, I am a child of God. Like, God yeah. is yep. my father. Like, I can rest in his love. Like, he is enough for me. Like, I am who I am. He created me. Like, I'm me mm-hmm. because of him. Like, reminding ourselves of Absolutely. who we are. Through
3: God's word, I think is, yeah. Which like Hmm. that plays out in dating, marriage, but like personally, it's played out in like how I view being a single person, like unattached to someone else. Like being in the Bible and being in prayer, like that is actually what I have to do to be reminded that I am not like half of a person or like half of a whole or Mm -hmm. waiting in this like holding pattern to, to, like, find the person that then will complete mm-hmm. me. Like, I have to go back and be reminded of the truth Ooh. of, like, no, Jesus is the one who makes me complete and whole and loved and chosen and a child of God and, like, mm-hmm. seen and known, all of those things. That is where I have to go back to because that is what day in, day out, when I feel... Honestly, like, I've had seasons of loneliness. I've had seasons of, like, kind of bitterness of, like, what is God doing? And, you know, what does this say about me that, like, I haven't had this in my life? And I I genuinely have to go back to the truth of who God has already made me.
1: Hmm. That's really, yeah, that's cool. Because, like, you know, I have questions, insecurities, doubts from time to time. And I have to go back and, you know, constantly ask Emily do you still mean it? And I can take her at her word when she says, like, yes, I do. I, like, I, I will let you know if I don't. But I don't really have to do that with Jesus. Like, his promises are, like, forever. Yeah. And, like, he has proved it over and over in our relationship. And, like, he proved it by, like, dying on the cross for me, which is something my wife has never done. Nope. Hmm. So, Probably won't. Yeah, Probably won't. Well, that would well, be really <laughs> weird, bro. That would I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, like, that's actually really beautiful, and I think that is, like, kind of convicting, honestly, because, like, so often when I am, like, anxious or stressed or, or insecure, like, I go running. Straight to God. Yeah, <laughs> right. Every <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, that would be, like, I think that is the better promise is that, like, yeah. I actually can go to God with that stuff because he is infinitely more satisfying and he is omniscient, so, like, he knows what I'm going through and how I feel about it and how it's all going to play out. And, and yet, like, I constantly just turn to, like, the other person in my life for what? Like, I, mm-hmm. she can't promise anything eternally. And, like, God has already given me mm-hmm. everything I need. So, like, that's actually, like, yeah, that's really, that's, like, a beautiful promise that we have. And, like, I think that does change my reaction when I'm going through something should not just be to run to the person I'm closest to but like should be to run to Jesus
3: yeah and I mean it changes like how we like it changes how we date like if we break up with someone like it's not the end of the world it doesn't change anything about who we are like it's gonna suck it's gonna be painful but at the end of the day it doesn't
0: you didn't lose yourself
3: nope it doesn't undo who I am it Mm -hmm. doesn't discredit like my identity in any way because that's like placed somewhere else that is is like very, hmm. I like how you said eternal. Like it's, there's no question. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and this is kind of a, a separate thought, but like Cole, you were talking earlier about like some of the red flags being like codependency and maybe like an, almost an obsession with the other person. Um, and like, I don't know, in, in kind of thinking about relationship status, like I've been kind of convicted of how much more often I think about Emily than I do about my relationship with God. And I I think I said it to one of you earlier that, like, I think it's significantly more apparent in my life when something is not going well in my marriage than it is when something is, like, not going well in my relationship (laughs) with God. Which is convicting. It is. It's very convicting. But, like, I think that this promise that, like, Jesus has given us and, like, part of the beauty of that relationship is that, like, I can still be my own person. Like, I don't have to just, like, cling to somebody else and, like, absorb them and spend all of my time with them because, like... I can, like, have an identity that is, like, secure in Jesus, not just, like, keeping this other person yeah. near me and constantly validating me. And
0: Well, and I mean, here's the thing. Like, when, when I'm actually living out of my identity as somebody who follows Jesus more than any other identity, my other relationships seem to be going a whole lot better. <laughs> like yeah things just go better I'm able to love better I'm able to be more selfless I'm more secure I'm more confident like when I'm actually living out of an identity that's like true and never-ending and like secure like everything else kind of not that everything just falls into place when we follow Jesus well but like you know things are easier and like my heart changes towards Parker and my other relationships like mm-hmm. I'm just a better person honestly
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, people should be able to tell, like, when God is our number one priority. Like, that should be apparent in your life. Mm -hmm. Should be. It's difficult.
3: So, like, we probably should caveat, like, this is really hard. Like, all of this is going to be a process. I think we should probably, like, lay that out. Like, this is going to be, I mean, it's been a lifelong process thus far in each Mm -hmm. of our lives. And so, I think it will be something that we have to honestly pursue day in day out and probably see like progress in and then some like,
0: yeah, you know, hmm. like, yeah. And obvi- obviously
3: there's so much
0: we could say, like we're running yeah. out of time and, yeah, we can, you know, move along, but there's so much to say <laughs> like about this topic specifically and about like just relationships as a whole. Like we mm-hmm. barely even scratched the surface and I feel like, um, like you flyover. know, <laughs> yes, over. Like everything we could talk about. Um, but I don't know we hope that like something that we're talking about like resonates with you guys or um gives you something to think through just as you're evaluating your own relationship status and how you kind of view it um and we hope that this just encourages you to like yeah not feel shame about like where you're at Mm -hmm. and not feel like guilty for you know all the ways that you don't prioritize your relationship with Jesus or make that your like you know the defining thing about you Mm -hmm. um but more to like free you up to like step into that and like hopefully give you freedom from the pressure of living under like I am who I am because I am single or Mm -hmm. I am who I am because I'm dating so-and-so like we want you to live in the freedom that like that doesn't define you it's a part of who you are but it's not who you are so yeah we hope Mm -hmm. that this these conversations kind of keep going and if you have questions ask one of us if you have questions talk to a small group leader talk, talk to a friend you came with like like you just said, this is a lifelong thing and will look different in different seasons of your life and stuff. And so, yeah, keep having these conversations. And, yeah, do you guys have any more thoughts? If not, I'm probably just going to pray for us. Yeah, no, I mean, I
1: guess I could, should just reiterate that, like, there is grace, that, like, we are I yeah. think, constantly running to other things and other people for our identity, like something that is going to hold true. And like, I think the, the beautiful thing about grace is that, like, Jesus – doesn't just give it to us like when we're doing well, but like he delights in giving us grace like when we are not doing well. And like to turn from that and to run back to him is like a really beautiful thing that like I think that is, feels intangible at times, but like that is actually like a relationship that we can lean into. And like Mm -hmm. some of the joy and satisfaction that we get from romantic relationships, like we have infinitely more so. And I think we start to feel it like when we practice this like, asking for forgiveness and turning back to Jesus. And so, like, it's beautiful, but, like, just hear that, like, if, if you are actively doing this or if tomorrow you find yourself just, like, deep in putting your identity in your relationship status, like, there is grace for you and, like, Jesus wants you to turn back to him and that, like, nothing about your relationship with him has changed because of that.
2: Yeah,
0: that's really good. I'm honestly just going to pray, like, on that note, <laughs> like, Great. just for all of that, like, for us. Seriously, so if you guys will just bow your heads, we're going to um, pray. Um, dear Jesus, we yeah, we just confess the ways that we um, don't make you our primary identity, that we don't make um, being followers of you like the thing that defines us all the time. God, it's really um, hard sometimes. And um, we just, we look to people all the time to tell us who we are, God, and um, we're just yeah, we confess that to you. And we know you have grace for us, God. And thank you for being um, a good and gracious and loving God who um, gives us this identity that's so much better than anything we could find um, on this earth or anything we could, could find in another person. Um, and I just pray that uh, for the rest of our lives that you would just um, keep nudging us closer towards you, that we would like step into this more and more that um, our identity doesn't have to be in our relationship status, that our identity um, really can be fully in you and in following you and that you're enough for us. You always will be God. Um, And yeah, I just pray that we all just continue to step into that more and more. Um, We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs)